Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. For the 20th day of April today, we are beginning Mark chapter 8 as we're going step by step, verse by verse through the Gospel of Mark. I want to begin today by acknowledging um, my thanks for those of you who reach out to us from time to time just with a word of encouragement. Um, In fact, as I'm recording this, someone reached out this week through the DDP email line and sent me a little note about how much they enjoy the the verse by verse and that the Lord had led them to find us and they're so appreciative. And I just want to say that that email came in at a moment where I really needed to read that. You you might not uh, realize that I, too, get sometimes get a little discouraged at what we do, wondering if it's making a difference, wondering if it's touching anybody's life, wondering, you know, I mean, we look at how many downloads there are or whatever, but um, I, it just, it, it, it was an encouragement. I just want to say thank you, because um, it's easy in this to get kind of isolated. You do your thing, you sort of put your head down, do your thing, hope you're doing some good, and sometimes your only metric becomes... Are any, is anybody supporting it financially? And does anybody reach out? And the, the supporting it financially, we've been blessed. Um, that actually goes up and down. Sometimes the support seems overwhelming, and sometimes it seems like it dries up. And it's almost like it, 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 you just continue to walk by faith in the lean times as you celebrate during the excess times and just always put that in the Lord's hands. And I just always trust that you that are listeners and have the means to help and feel led to do so will, but the reaching out and letting us know it means something, which really only costs a little bit of time sometimes is so valuable. and just keeps us going. If, if you have been impacted, we'd love to hear from you. DDP at paulwhiteministries.com. Even just a sentence or two sometimes just to let me know where you are and maybe how you found us and what it's doing for you. It's just a real encouragement and I want to thank you. Uh, Mark chapter 8, verse 1. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they've now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way. For some of them have come from far. Well, I want to connect this back to what's been happening. Because remember, Mark doesn't break these things into chapters. He's telling a story. Mark has went to great pains to put you in a foreign land. We are in Tyre and Sidon. We're in the region of Decapolis. And in those days, the multitude is great. And why I say that's great pains is to let you know that Jesus has ventured into Gentile territory where Gentiles might even be the majority of the people that live in these regions. And we've already seen him heal the Syrophoenician woman's daughter, and we saw him in the, in the region of Decapolis heal the deaf and mute man. Both of those happen in chapter 7. And I made the argument that I don't think Jesus is calling the woman a dog to her face. I think he's referencing that to the disciples because that's what they believe. That's what they've been taught. And that Jesus is saying, well, you may think this of her, but watch what I'm going to do. The feeding of the 4,000 is the lesser well-known of the great feedings of Jesus. The feeding of the 5,000 was covered in Mark chapter 6. In fact, the feeding of the 5,000 is covered in every gospel. It was such an amazing miracle. But the feeding of the 4,000 is not spoken of 
near as often. And, and it's not one that we, when we talk about Jesus performing miracles of, of uh, provision, I don't hear people talk about it. Well, only Mark and Matthew refer it. Luke and John leave it alone. That doesn't mean it wasn't important, but it, it might mean that it was less popular even in its day. And I think the reason it was less popular is not because it was smaller, like, oh, we don't talk about the 4,000 because let me tell you about the 5,000. No, I think it was less popular because it happens in Decapolis. It happens in the region of the Gentiles. And it seems to me that Jesus wants to repeat or at least give a similar style miracle in the region of the Gentiles to show all of us that the mission of the church is not to take to simply take care of its own, but to go outside of the region of its own and give that same grace to those outside. Because in the feeding of the 5,000 versus the feeding of the 4,000, what we shouldn't look at is the difference in the number but the difference in the location. Here, Jesus is in Gentile territory, but it doesn't, it doesn't keep him from moving with compassion on the multitude. They are not, quote-unquote, his people, and yet he loves them, and he cares for them to the point that he can no more send a group of Gentiles away hungry than he can send a group of Jews away hungry. Now, we know this inherently about Jesus. The more we study him, the more we realize he doesn't have any walls. There's no barriers for him. He loves equally. But it's important to see Mark do this and to do it in context because it's Mark fresh off the heels of it's. I mean, this is how the stories roll out. Feeding of the 5,000, cross the sea, walk on the water, heal people in Gennesaret. Get into a confrontation with the Pharisees go away from that into Gentile territory, almost like he needs to be by himself. Go to Tyre and Sidon, heal the woman's daughter, go to Decapolis, heal the deaf mute, and then repeat the, the miracle of the provision, this time providing it for the outsider. Well, his disciples answer, how can we satisfy the people with bread here in the wilderness? And he said, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven so he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves. He gave thanks. He broke them. He gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. And so in the same manner that Jesus provides for the 5,000 with extra, he provides for the 4,000 with extra. And if you take the numbers to mean anything... He gives 12 baskets of fragments at the feeding of the 5,000. 12 was a governmental number. Seven is the number of perfection and rest. That's how many baskets full of fragments he gives in the Gentile world. And so maybe in one he's speaking of kingdom and the other he's speaking of rest. In either way, they were numbers that would have meant something to a Hebrew audience, maybe that they don't even mean to us. Now, those who had eaten were about 4,000 and he sent them away and immediately got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalmanutha. I'm not trying to blast through the feeding of the 4,000. I just wanted you to see what I think Mark is doing when he puts this story in. Next, Jesus is going to be approached by the Pharisees again. They, they weren't happy with him the last time they talked, and they're certainly not going to be happy with him now. And we'll go into that tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a great day. God bless.